Hi everyone, this is Nellie coming to you from my podcast and my phone ministry, which is titled Song, Scripture, and My Thoughts. Today is April 18th, 2021, and I, I, I want to thank you if you're tuning in. I really appreciate um, your time. I did um, end up uh, adding to uh, my page... Uh, I recorded uh, a previous message um, that I titled uh, The Holy Spirit Referencing the Wind, if you want to go back and listen to that. Uh, This was before I I started a Podbeam account. And I just want to say, last weekend, um, I did have, uh, I had a job procedure, and so uh, I wasn't able to really give it my all last weekend, as I had some jaw restriction and some pain that I worked through. I'm doing better today, praise the Lord. So, today's song, in which I hope that, you know, when you're done listening uh, to the song today, you go back and and play it for your own self, you know, with lyrics off of YouTube and and sing, uh, sing to God's ears. And uh, just let the tears flow. So, I this is a new song to me. Uh, I just... I just love it. Um, the name of the song is You Are Worthy by Shane and Shane. And oh my goodness, he is so worthy. So here I'm going to go ahead and play the song. And then I'll come back uh, to uh, read some scripture for you. All right, so here here comes the song.
for you to hear and and sing so that's what I do I I throughout the year will you know a song will just really speak to my heart and I know it's God putting that song on my heart okay so as I've been doing before I've been reading scripture and kind of giving you my thoughts along the way and then at the very end um, just let you know what my thoughts have been for the day and if you tuned in last week I had mentioned that I was going to um, share the story of so I don't want to not share it because I mentioned I would share the the story of Paul when he was in prison and the angel released him and uh, Silas. So that story is found in Acts chapter 16 verses uh, 
let's see. Well, I wrote down, yes, beginning in um, uh, chapter 16 through uh, through 30. Sorry for the pause there. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be this, this long. Um, but here it goes. I, I, I think it's important because it really does show uh, this. First of all, these, these angels <clears throat> God sends, they're mighty in power. And a lot of them, um, the, the, his top two angels, um, they'll be named in the Bible. And uh, I don't know if this account names the angel but uh, Gabriel and Michael they're the, the archangels and, and they uh, God names them a lot in scripture and I'm going to go back and read some scripture in regards to John the Baptist because I've been mentioning John the Baptist in the last couple messages so I just want to give you a little, a little more background on him and also um I think it's important to touch on um, the a couple of, of babies that are in the birth that are in the womb. Okay, so I'm gonna get back to um, the uh, the angel that released uh, Paul and Silas, and this is the account where this there's another um, uh, jailer that he and his family are saved because they he sees this miraculous thing happen right before his eyes okay so chapter 16 in in, in acts paul came also to derby and to lystra and a disciple was there named timothy the son of a jewish woman who was a believer but his father was a greek and he was well spoken of by the brethren who were in Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted this man to go with him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those parts, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. Now while they were passing through the cities, they were delivering the decrees which had been decided upon by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem for them to observe. So the churches were being strengthened in the faith and were increasing in number daily. They passed through the Phrygian and Galatian region, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And after they came to Mysia, they were trying to go into Bithynia and the Spirit of Jesus did not permit them. And passing by Mysia, they came down to Tros a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing and appealing to him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now, in, in all those verses, what stands out is, 
you know, I've told you that the Spirit of God is the Spirit of Jesus. And so, I mean, these men were, were filled with the Holy Spirit. And um, so he's just following the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit made sure that they didn't go into Asia. So they didn't go into Asia. Okay, so we're in verses 11. Um, and it also mentions, sorry, it also mentions uh, Timothy in the, in the, those verses, who is, uh, uh, really important as well, because Paul writes a couple of books to Timothy, in 1st Timothy and 2nd Timothy. Okay, so, verse 11, starting at verse 11. So, putting out to sea from Tros, we ran a straight course to Samothras, and on the day following to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia, a Roman colony, and we were staying in the city for some days. And on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to a riverside where we were supposing that there would be a place of prayer, and we sat down and began speaking to the women who had assembled. Now, it's going to go in to uh, a real important piece because um, we're, he's starting to convert the Gentiles to Christianity, which was the mission that God put before the Apostle Paul. So it names a woman named Lydia. And um, I have to also note that uh, I'm probably not pronouncing these these cities correctly um doing the best i can as far as the, that goes okay so verse 14 a woman named lydia from the city of tyateria a seller of purple fabrics a worshiper of god was listening and the lord opened her heart to respond to the things spoken by paul and when she and her household had been baptized she urged us saying if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. So, it, Paul is teaching and preaching. Lydia is, um, it, it says, you know, that she, she was listening. And the Lord opened her heart. And when you're seeking God, which it says she's a worshiper of God, and when you're seeking God, the Lord will open your heart to hear the message. So her, um, it speaks about Lydia before the jailers converted, because if Lydia says, um, that her entire household was saved. Because it says, and when she and her household had been baptized. So they're, they're being baptized by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Okay. So, verse, starting at 16 now. It happened that, as we were going to the place of prayer, a slave girl having a spirit of divination met us. Who was bringing her masters much profit by fortune telling following after paul and us she kept crying out saying 
These men are bondservants of the Most High God who are proclaiming to you the way of salvation. She continued doing this for many days, but Paul was greatly annoyed and turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out at that very moment. Now, so this gal had an evil spirit. And um, the reason we know this is because, well, she was a fortune teller. And fortune tellers are of, their, uh, of, the, of the dark side, you know. Don't ever get your for fortune, <laughs> um, your, your future told by a fortune teller because they're they do have evil spirits with them and you know you're welcoming evil in, into into you you know i don't even go you know this is me this is um i have uh the more i i walk with god the more um i don't even open a fortune cookie because i i feel that's um people take people believe those and they're they're not of the holy anything that's not of the Holy Spirit and anything not not of a God. Only God knows our future, right? So it's important to hear that in the, in those in those verses. And so you know, Paul, he, it sounded like he had great patience for a while, and then he just you know he knew that it was evil, and he finally just commanded the evil spirit to leave, and and uh, and it did come out of that woman at that very moment. Okay, so we're in verse nineteen. But when her mouth now. Now, she's making some money because it does say that um, she was making much profit for her masters but by fortune-telling. So in 19, it says, But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. And when they had brought them to the chief magistrates, they said, these men are throwing our city into confusion, being Jews, and are proclaiming customs which is, it is not lawful for us to accept or to observe, being Romans. Now, in 22, this is when it goes into Paul and Silas imprisoned. The crowd rose up together against them, and the chief magistrates tore their clothes sorry, tore their robes off them and proceeded to order them to be beaten with rods. When they had struck them with many blows, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to guard them securely. And he, having received such a command, threw them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But after midnight, now, this is just really great, you know, okay, it, I just read to you guys that they were beaten with rods, they'd been struck with many blows, and then they were thrown into, into prison just merely because um, of that slave girl that was a fortune teller, and, and uh, the evil spirit was cast out, and now these people weren't making any more money, and for this, they... This is what landed landed them into getting these whip these whippings and and beatings. Um, so now they're in jail. But listen to what it says in in verse twenty five. But after midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God. 
and the prisoners were listening to him to them and suddenly there came a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison house were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened when the jailer awoke and saw the prison doors open he drew his sword and was about to kill himself supposing that the prisoners had escaped but Paul cried out with a loud voice, saying, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And he called for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And after he brought them out, he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So, I'm just going to go on and read it just a little bit more. Sorry, so it's going to, uh, where the jailer is converted. They said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him together with all who were with, with all who were in his house. And he took them that very hour of the night and washed their wounds. And immediately he was baptized, he and all his household. And he brought them into his house and set food before them and rejoiced greatly, having believed in God with his whole household. So, I'll go ahead and stop there, but it does record back to back, you know, first Lydia and her household, and now this, um, this uh, jailer and his household. Now I thought it was, I thought it was, boy, I'm getting my stories mixed up. Really, I'm so sorry. There's just, I need to start taking notes, I guess, before I come on. But I thought it was an angel that that um, the jailer also saw. But uh, the jailer was seen in the in the release of uh, last weekend uh, when I when I was explaining that um, Peter was uh, was released from, from prison by a miraculous act of the angel. All right. So yeah, they were singing and, and you know, still praising the Lord even under those circumstances. And although there was that big earthquake and they were freed <clears throat> they just kept sitting there because, you know, had they left, uh, the jailer, um, who was witnessing all this, uh, uh, sometimes when you're called to, to help somebody come to God, you have to see it through. So, um, they, uh, you know, you, you keep on going until, until, um, the, the people are baptized and it also says here and, I, and I've noted there another scripture and this is the um, where it's important to, to hear that you know when the jailer asks well what, what do we need what must I do to be saved and uh, Paul says well Paul and Silas because it says they uh, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved it doesn't stop there it says you and your household so like Lydia her and her household so it's very important that somebody in the household 
is saved. Because if somebody is saved, they're going to pray the others into salvation. Uh, into, uh, so the whole household is baptized. And, and believe in the Lord Jesus. So those of you that are still fighting Jesus. Jesus is power, more powerful than the voice you're listening to right now. Okay. I am going to... So that, that took a little longer than I had thought, but I think all the, all that um, all that was important. I also wanted to just uh, reference last weekend I mentioned that we cannot add one hour to our lives. And so that uh, is found Matthew chapter 6 verse 27. Um, but before I get to there, uh, la last Sunday I actually did a recording for you guys, but I just couldn't couldn't complete it. I kept having to stop and ice my jaw. And, um, but I got into uh, Matthew chapter six, uh, verses twenty five through thirty four, because I had referenced you know about how you can't add not even one hour to your life, and so I wanted to to back it up with some scripture. And uh, starting in verse 25, the cure for anxiety. For this reason, I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at birds of the air that they do not sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? So there it is. It's verse 27 in chapter 6. But I want to also note um, just a reference to the birds there how God you, you know the, the birds don't have a care in the world um, the Lord feeds them they don't worry so uh, I just sometimes when life gets a little hectic I'll sit and you know there, there are birds out year long <laughs> all year long at least at my house I'll sit up at a window and, and just watch one and just be reminded of God's promise to say stop worrying and it just brings it it all back into perspective you know that this these these work these these things that we we currently have to endure they're they're just they're not forever okay so in verse 28 it continues to say and why are you worried about clothing observe how the lilies of the field grow they do not toil nor do they spin Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Do not worry then, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear for clothing? 
For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But first, this is important, but first, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So, you just have to seek him first. <laughs> you know, you got to know him. You get, you, you're, um, if you're not a believer, you don't, don't, don't eagerly hope that all these things are going to be given to you. So, because he says here in verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So in 34, it says, so do not worry about tomorrow. And this is so true for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So, you know, I find myself sometimes, oh gosh, you know, thinking about tomorrow and oh, and then I have to be reminded, okay, stop that. <laughs> uh, stay in the day. That's how you stay in the moment. And that's how you appreciate what you're, what you, what you, you know, count your blessings in each day and, and focus on those. Okay. And later on, uh, next week, and I want to go into judging others. Um, and just note that because... I want to get touch on that next weekend. Okay. And I also jotted down Luke 12, 25, 31. So I'm going to go there. Currently in the book of Luke. Just started reading the book of Luke. And that's where I'm going to um, end with uh, some background on John the Baptist. Okay. So Luke chapter 12, verse Verses 25. I just want to make sure. Oh, it just goes on a little bit more and more. Um, actually, names a names a bird in chapter in verses 25. In, uh, chapter 12. Uh, in which of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his lifespan? If then you cannot do even a very little thing why do you worry about other matters so i'll stop there it's just a little bit uh, i guess i wrote that down for just a little bit more information um